Welcome to the Way of Crypto podcast, your best daily news source covering everything happening in the crypto and Bitcoin space every single weekday morning. We go over market news, price action, and of course, all the drama happening in crypto every single day. If you want to support the show, you can find us on Patreon and do that as a general supporter at three bucks a month. Or if you want to take it up a notch, you can contribute to the show with 10 bucks a month. This allows you to not only contribute to the show financially, but also with show content as well as it enables you to ask any question you want, hopefully about crypto. But if not, I'm probably going to answer it anyway. And we'll go over all those answers every single Friday. However, the best way to support the show is simply to subscribe and give us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can do this on Spotify and Apple and all your favorite podcast listening platforms. Subscribe, give us a review. That's the best way to support the show. Finally, if you want to take your keys into your own hands, you can purchase a Ledger device through the link in the description. This ensures you're purchasing the device through the Ledger website and it has not been tampered with by a third party like what can happen if you purchase through Amazon or eBay or a third party seller. You never know if your device has been tampered with. Uh, so use the link in the description. It ensures you're purchasing through Ledger and also 10% of that purchase will go to support the way of crypto at no extra cost to you. If you want to reach out to me on social media, you can find me on Twitter at Way of Cryptocast, on TikTok at Way of Crypto. But the best way is to go to the website www.thewayofcrypto.com. There's an email link there. You can fill it out. Let me know your questions, comments, and concerns, and I'll get back to you. There's also an RSS link on the website if you run your own podcast server and you want to subscribe through that RSS link. You can do that. Let's get into the news. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Way of Crypto podcast. We got a ton of news to go over. The market is crashing kind of sort of right now. Bitcoin's down about 2000 bucks after about $500 million of long liquidations. The degenerate gamblers just cannot stay away from leverage. And uh, yeah, so this is what happens. You can't stay away from leverage. You get liquidated and we get a cascading effect as uh, longs. The leverage in long positions was at like an eight month high. We'll, we'll go over that. So uh, we'll go over that. Don't go, don't take out leverage in uh, this kind of market with this kind of macro uh, environment. You're just going to get liquidated on either side on uh, short or long. Just don't do it. Non-financial advice, of course, but like you can't predict the macro environment right now. Just stay away from leverage. Stay away. Um, you're just causing the market to make unnatural moves in both directions. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get into that a little bit. Uh, what else we got here? Some HODL not stuff, uh, some Ethereum NFT domain name stuff, uh, which I found kind of interesting, some BlackRock stuff. Lots of stuff to go over, Tether, um, some Tether news. Uh, anyways, let's get into the Fear and Greed Index, currently sitting at a 33. This is going to drop significantly on the next update, probably going back into the teens or low 20s. Uh, so we're sitting at a 33, still in fear. Last week was, where is it there, 42. So last week was right on the break of neutral. We're sitting, uh, we're bouncing between 24 and 25,000. Last month, a 31. Similar price action to what we have right now. And yesterday was a 30. So we bumped up, but we're going to go way back down. So uh, yesterday, I'm going to try and predict it. I don't like 
Bitcoin price predictions per se. However, I'll try and predict the fear and greed index. I'm going to say we're going to be at 18 tomorrow uh, and we're going to be way down in market sentiment. Uh, or I shouldn't say tomorrow, later on today when the uh, fear and greed index updates. So currently we are still dumping down 10%. In the 24-hour, 10% on the seven-day as well at 21,388. Market is dumping. Uh, stop taking out leverage on positions in this environment. You're like crazy. You're just giving money away right now to these exchanges. Uh, it's crazy. But, uh, Ethereum's at 16.94. Maybe an opportunity, maybe not there for Ethereum. Uh, down not another 9% on 24 and 10% on the seven-day. BNB's at 280, down 9% on the 24, down 13% on the seven-day. XRP's down to 33 cents. Head down 10% on the 24, down 9% on the seven day. Cardano's at 46 cents, down 15% in the 24, 13% in the seven day. Solana's at 36 bucks, down 12% on the 24, and 14%, uh, let's call it 15% in the seven day. Dogecoin is at six cents, down 16% on the 24, down 3% on the seven day. Polkadot's at $7.44 at 12.58% down on the 24, and down almost 20%. On the seven day, Shiba is, yeah, Shiba's got a little bit of green on the seven day here, uh, down 13% on the 24, but still up 4% on the seven day. Uh, AVAX, $22.45 down, 15% on the 24, down 22% on the seven day. Maddox, 77 cents down, 15% on the 24, down 16% on the seven day. I um, wonder if this is an opportunity here to jump into some Matic. Uh, Ethereum Classic, $34.61, down 16.39% on the 24, down 18% on the 7-day. Near Protocol, $4.38. It's another one I'm watching here to jump in a position, um, see what happens today. This is the opportunity, maybe 14.94% down on the 24-hour and down 24% on the 7-day. Uh, so if you have, uh, if there's any of these projects where you're watching right now, we're currently sitting at $21,445. Uh, we'll see how we drop today when the markets open in approximately one hour. Uh, that is Eastern standard time, uh, 8:30. Yeah. I'm recording this podcast at 8:30 AM Eastern standard time. Uh, so the markets will open up in an hour and uh, that's where the price is sitting at this time. We'll see what kind of opportunities we get if you are interested in any projects. I am looking for an entry into Matic, an entry into Near, I think, uh, and an entry into another kind of obscure gaming token, purely speculative uh, mid-cap, I'd call it, uh, called Vulcan Forge Peer that I've been watching. I have a small position in there right now. And I'm looking to enlarge that small position. However, I will I mean, keep it a small position because it is a mid-cap. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of a gamble there. Uh, but not as crazy as you like long, long, short. The, the people that like to trade on leverage, not as crazy as you, that's for sure. Uh, I would trade on leverage, take a long position or maybe a short position if the market was, if the macro environment was a little calmer. And uh, we had a clear direction, a clear trend. We don't even have a clear trend to trade on. It's just crazy to take out leverage right now. We have no clear upward action, no clear downward action. There's just nothing. Like, just uh, sit back, relax, and hold spot right now. Um, and stop causing these, like, massive li cascading liquidations that just crash or or raise the price to a unnatural level, which probably happened over the last uh, last two weeks due to 
all this leverage in the market again, people taking up long positions. Anyways, let's get into this here. Crypto market bloodbath leads to over $500 million in liquidations in 24 hours. Data from crypto analytic firm Glassnode shows future long liquidation of BTC touched a new eight-month high. Uh, That's like we said at the beginning of the show, a new eight-month high. In today's environment, it's like it blows my mind what people are willing uh, to bet on here. Uh, touched a new eight-month high. Its BTC price crashed below 22000 on Friday. The crypto market registered a major slump on Friday, resulting in major cryptocurrencies losing key support and falling to new monthly lows after a prolonged bullish surge over the last month. So uh, if you're waking up this morning and you see the crypto market has dumped and you're wondering why, and you put on this podcast for an answer, your answer, I guess this is great that we're covering this at the beginning of the show, is that we had a bunch of long positions that were liquidated last night, 500 million. Long liquidations were at an all-time high this year in 2022. Um, Yeah, and that's what happens uh, when you gamble. You lose a lot, and uh, you don't have to gamble in crypto to make money. That's the part that always blows my mind. Here, Bitcoin has numbers go up technology in it. It is more scarce as time goes on. Bitcoin will continue to go up in value. It's fairly predictable. So why not just hold spot and make money over the long term? Because it's clearly going in one direction if you zoom out. If you zoom out of Bitcoin, it's clearly going up. It's easy to see. Uh, you don't need to gamble to make money. You're just going to lose your Bitcoin. And that's what's happening. Guys are, guys and girls, uh, the gamblers are losing their Bitcoin. Okay, so I saw this article on Cointelegraph. I just wanted to touch on it here. Can exchanges create imaginary Bitcoin to dump the price? I don't know where this question propped up from, but we're going to get into it here a little bit. Crypto platform exact answers. Uh, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to predict. Or sorry, I'm not going to pronounce uh, this person's name. So let's just call him. Um, uh, I don't even know what to call him here. Let's oh, okay. Let's try. Never mind. Scratch that. Sergey Zadonov Zadonov called for broader regulation in offshore crypto exchanges that do not go through financial audits. One of the most substantial value propositions of Bitcoin is that no one can create more of it apart from its fixed supply. However, an executive from a crypto exchange made a bold claim that some exchanges can create and sell Bitcoin that's only in their system not on the blockchain to manipula- manipulate the market. In an interview with Cointelegraph, Sergei Zanoff, sure, let's go with that. The CEO of the crypto exchange, Xemo, never heard of it, shares his belief that the market manipulation is still prevalent in the digital asset space and gave an example of how it can happen. According to the executive, if, if anyone wanted to dump the market, it's possible to go to an offshore exchange that does not go through financial audits and ask for $100 million worth of Bitcoin and use $10 million of Tether as collateral. He explained that. So you'd be trading on 10x leverage uh, with uh, Tether. The exchange just adds these funds to the account, creating these Bitcoins only in their system. They do not exist on the Bitcoin blockchain. The client or internal market maker team then sells these Bitcoins equivalent to $100 million dumping the Bitcoin price on all exchanges. Hmm. This is interesting. I'm going to continue on here. To get their profits, the market manipulators can then profit from arbitrage, according to Zanoff. After the price is down, they buy the same amount of Bitcoin as much at a much lower price and make a profit, he added. The CEO said that fighting and preventing these potential events requires a stronger re- regulatory policies that are comprehensive, that are as comprehensive as the stock market. 
He highlighted that offshore exchanges must also be regulated in the same manner as Tier 1 exchanges or have transactions between regulated and offshore exchanges be limited. With this, the executive believes that the market will be a better place for investors of all sizes. Additionally, the executive pointed out that one of the barriers to mainstream crypto adoption is the money laundering concerns. According to the CEO, compliance and more comprehensive regulation will make these concerns go away. Yeah, I think we're clear on that at least. Crypto is a new thing that evolves quickly. It's highly similar to traditional investment vehicles in essence. Therefore, I think that as many there are many things we can borrow from the stock market. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So interesting. I don't know much about this ability to manipulate, uh, whether it's a real concern or not. Uh, I just saw, I thought I'd throw it in there is, um, I guess, uh, a door and eye opener, uh, for people that maybe it's something we should talk about, uh, look into a little bit. Anyways, next story here. Uh, the demand for Ethereum domain names, has surged so if you haven't ventured into the nft space at all these domain names can be purchased like an nft with ethereum through um the ens the ethereum naming service Uh, i believe that's what it's called i forgot to look it up here however uh, you can purchase them on the secondary market through nft sites like OpenSea and rarible and sites like that as well I've looked at getting our site, the way of crypto, uh, ETH is the only one I'm currently interested in. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so you can uh, buy those. I shouldn't have said that now. Someone else is going to buy it and charge me more for it. But um, yeah, anyways, Ethereum addresses and a gold board ape bright spots and a rough stretch for NFTs. So yeah, we covered uh, earlier in the week. I think it was two days ago, two or three days ago now that the NFT space is at really an all time low. Um, and they are bleeding profusely uh, if you're into trading NFTs or holding on to them for a long-term investment. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't think NFTs have ever been through a real bear market before. I know uh, they've kind of started in 2017, I believe. Uh, however, they weren't, uh, you could call 2021, I think, like the year of the NFT where uh, they're just all over the news. Gary V. Uh, all over TikTok, all over YouTube, uh, NFT trading, NFT investing, all that kind of stuff became really big and they just haven't seen a bear market since that. Uh, so we'll see what happens here for NFTs. I have a couple NFTs I found interesting uh, and more for, I guess, learning the concept of what they are and how they work and all that kind of stuff. So I own some NFTs. Uh, I'm not a huge NFT trader, but I think the tech is interesting, uh, and I, I think it has a bright future, actually. Anyways, let's get into this here. Demand for ETH addresses shows no sign of slowing down. On August 16th, which is a few days ago now, the Ethereum Maven service, also known as the ENS, crossed the milestone of 2 million registered domains as a blockchain-based protocol recorded 378,804 purchases in just July. The craze kicked off in May with the 10K Club, which consists of four digit names from 0000.eth to 9999.eth. Collectors have since moved on to other combinations of letters and numbers, including non-English characters, male and female. First names are the flavor du jour, according to ENS.vision, which is... uh, a way to look into the ENS naming service blockchain. In the latest twist, crypto exchanges KuCoin and MX have fractionalized baskets of ENS domains. KuCoin has issued 1 million uh, HNS S4 tokens, Hein S4 tokens. I don't know how to pronounce that exactly. I've only read it. I've never heard it said. Uh, so 
H-I-E-N-S-4 tokens for each four name, which are up 94% in the past 24 hours. So people are trading these. Um, yeah, no no surprise there. Crypto traders like to find uh, find a trade anywhere they can right now on the blockchain. The Board 8 Yacht Club topped the OpenSea charts with 3,686 ETH, or $6.7 million in trading volume. Uh, yeah, Board Ape is at the top, and CryptoPunks is number two. And then down the list kind of shifts back and forth. Um, yeah, so gas fees were sitting at, with an NFT, I could trade NFTs for around $3 or so. Uh, two days ago, yesterday, they're up to about $10 uh, USD. And uh, so gas fees are kind of low if you want to experience the ENS naming service and grab your first and last name there uh, and use that as your Ethereum wallet address. <clears throat> Next story. This is from the Daily Huddle. BlackRock, Google, and Morgan Stanley are investing billions in a blockchain and crypto technology. So I wanted to briefly go over this because don't listen to what these places say. So BlackRock uh, has criticized crypto over and over for the last few years, and then they buy it. A lot of people say they crash at first, and then they buy. A lot of people think that BlackRock was responsible for the Terra Luna uh, UST DPEG, hence crash of the entire crypto space. Um, and then they moved in and partnered with Coinbase, and now they're setting up the infrastructure to set up their clients with Bitcoin. So don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Google, Google, this is really interesting. They put in uh, billions of dollars into the crypto space without taking any position, good or bad. However, I do believe there is some tech. I don't have an Android phone, so I don't have first experience, uh, first-hand experience with this, I should say. However, I do believe there is some tech involved in uh, Google phones where they have wallet access. Correct me if I'm wrong there, because I could be. I'm just kind of top talking off the top of my head however their operating system android seems more crypto friendly than ios at the moment anyway and morgan stanley they're all all these companies all these big companies are putting billions of dollars into the blockchain and bitcoin space uh web3 uh jack dorsey web5 not sure what's going on with that yet i haven't seen it or used it however web3 is starting to come alive now uh, especially with Brave Browser and things like that. So uh, these companies are injecting lots lots and lots of cash into it. So ignore when they don't say anything or they're saying something negative because that's not where their wallet is going. And I believe they just want to get these, uh, buy these tokens and coins and invest in these projects at a low as low as possible. So they're not really talking about it to pump the market. Uh, so the Security Exchange Commission doubles down on the bid to blocking Ripple from obtaining evidence in the XRP lawsuit. Uh, we covered the XRP COO and Vitalik Buterin getting into a Twitter spat yesterday. A little more XRP news here. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, also known as the SEC, is doubling down its bid to block Ripple Labs from, from obtaining critical evidence in the lawsuit filed against the payments firm. Allegedly, they sold XRP as an unregistered security. So we're all tracking that. Uh, just a small development in the court case uh, that they're is no clear end to at the moment. I know a lot of people have said this court case will be over uh, imminently. Been hearing that for almost two years now. In the recent court filing, the SEC says that it is offering more support to the early objection that seeks to block an order compelling the regulatory agency to reveal the draft of a speech made by its former director of corporate finance, William Heinemann. 
The speech of interest relates to remarks that Hyman made in 2018 stating that Ethereum was not a security. According to the SEC, the speech drafts Ripple in seeking our documents. The speech drafts Ripple is seeking are documents only meant for internal consumption and therefore irrelevant to the lawsuit that XRP alleges is an unregistered security. That is quite the statement, isn't it? The speech, this is a quote, the speech drafts have no relevance in the claims of the defense of the case. They are internal non-public documents that defendants and other market participants have never seen. So why not allow them in court then if they will have no significant impact? The SAC says that even if the speech drafts were relevant to the case, they are protected documents and should thus be withheld from Ripple. Even if the speech drafts were relevant, they are protected by the DDP or DPP, sorry, uh, the deliberate process privilege because they are pre-decisional and deliberate. Um, yeah, so the Security Exchange Commission doesn't want these documents to appear in court because they may be uh, they may give some some uh, insight into how the Security Exchange Commission saw uh, cryptocurrency as a whole. I guess uh, before this XRP lawsuit dropped and uh, may kind of show that this lawsuit is a little bit of a farce. And uh, whether you love or hate XRP. Um, whether you love or hate them, I'm neutral on XRP. They do make me angry sometimes when they go and attack other cryptocurrencies because they've done that many, many times. They actually paid for attack ads against Bitcoin, which really pissed me off. I don't understand why. So I will never hold XRP as that. However, uh, from that, I will never hold XRP after uh, watching that happen. I'll never support the project. However, if you're an XRP holder, I want you to make some money. And I want XRP to win this lawsuit because I'm involved in the crypto space and I want to see a bright future for it. So no matter what your feelings are on XRP, you want them to win this lawsuit if you're involved in the crypto space. We're all going to experience something positive if they win. Top Ethereum rival could explode by 100% beating other large cap altcoins, according to Coin Bureau, who I really like Coin Bureau, actually. And uh, pop, let's get into this article here. This is from the Daily Hodl, a popular analyst known for his deep dive research into laying out what might be on the horizon for a top ETH competitor. I don't know what that ETH competitor is yet. Uh, I believe it's actually Sol. Uh, okay. In a new strategy session, the pseudonymous host of the Coin Bureau known as Guy, tells his $2.9 million YouTube subscribers that he thinks Layer 1 Protocol Solana could double its price in the broader altcoin rally keeps rolling. I think, uh, yeah, I think all of them could double their price fairly easily considering they're down uh, like 90% off their all-time highs. Sol's price action is also looking interesting from several angles in terms of raw price action. Sol could possibly pull a 2x if the current re recovery rally continues which it has not as of today. However, we could experience a bounce back. We'll see what happens. This doesn't sound like much, but if the rally does continue, it would be a large percentage gain, a larger percentage gain than other large alt cap altcoins, other, other large cap altcoins. There's, uh, that's why there's some legitimacy to Sam Bakeman's freed remark that Solana is underrated. Um, yeah, so I hold, at full disclosure, I have a small position in Solana here because I think uh, I can make some money with it. Do I have a ton of conviction? Probably not. Um, however, I do think that I can make some money with Solana. I do like, I uh, prefer Ethereum for uh, Web3 stuff and NFTs and all that kind of stuff at the moment. Anyways, always subject to change. change. The BlackRock Trust, let's talk about that a little bit. Cryptocurrency, legit, crypto legitimacy or the beginning of the end for Bitcoin. Um, 
Yeah, so a lot of people are not taking well to BlackRock investing uh, money into infrastructure in the crypto space in fear that BlackRock is going to just own all the Bitcoin in the end. However, they can't own all the Bitcoin in the end if you don't sell it to them at these ridiculously low prices. After BlackRock, the largest asset manager in the world announced on August 11th that it will launch a private Bitcoin trust for its clients. Some crypto enthusiasts said they, enthusiasts said they could move the move could le legitimize the digital asset in the eyes of more traditional investors. I think that's true, absolutely, because uh, Bitcoin will actually become part of the Aladdin software, uh, which is a massive, massive thing. So it does. We've talked about this before. I consider BlackRock dark money, the bad money. Uh, the guys that secretly pull the puppet strings all around the world uh, is, uh, is essentially BlackRock. They own a bit of everything, including... Uh, all the all the good tech stocks. Um, BlackRock already owns everything. Now they're coming after your Bitcoin. That's what people are worried about here. However, if you don't sell them your Bitcoin, they're not going to get it. Just hold your Bitcoin in cold storage. Don't let it be. Uh, don't let it be liquidated by these exchanges that BlackRock will at some point have their fingers in. Uh, don't let it be hacked by people that are working for these big agencies to try and crash the crypto market so they can buy it at a lower price. Um, yeah, just keep your Bitcoin, store, your, store it in a cold wallet, uh, or at least, yeah, store it in a cold wallet off exchanges at the very minimum. Just get it off exchanges into some kind of self-custody wallet and don't sell it to BlackRock. Use it for peer-to-peer -peer transactions if you need to. Um, yeah, anyways, I think that them... Getting involved in the space here is a telltale sign of the future that institutions are moving into the crypto Bitcoin space for sure. And it's going to cause the number to go up. The fear is that it's going to cause these things to become less, more, more centralized. So Bitcoin at the moment is entirely decentralized. Uh, yeah, there's people that own lots of it. Uh, like your Michael Saylors and uh, your formerly Teslas, uh, your Squares, things like that. They own a lot, a ton of Bitcoin, but it doesn't give them any governance power over the network. You can own lots of Bitcoin, but it doesn't matter. You still don't get a say in the future of it. Uh, the code is already written and it's there and it's in stone now. Uh, so whether they own a lot or not, yes, it, I do think it is a bad thing for BlackRock to own a whole ton of Bitcoin. I'd rather see that spread out uh, amongst everyone in the world that has some kind of interest at Bitcoin. And there's an old saying that you get Bitcoin at the price you deserve. So those super early adopters, uh, they took that risk and they deserve that price they took by investing whatever money in Bitcoin. When That was at a time when Bitcoin could go down to zero. And uh, they took that risk. They deserve the price action that since followed that. And everyone else deserves the price. You deserve the price that you buy it at. For Bitcoin, um, except BlackRock, because they're getting it at, an, at a bargain price right now that they're responsible uh, for sinking the entire market about three months ago. A lot of people think that, and myself included, I think they're responsible for that as well. So I don't want to see BlackRock get a bunch of Bitcoin, especially at this low low price is kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, below 30000 is just crazy for BlackRock to be snatching up Bitcoin. They're not doing that at the moment. However, they're setting up the infrastructure to be able to do that for their institutional clients. This is not ideal. In an ideal world, it would be just 
evenly distributed amongst people that wanted to invest and wanted a piece of that asset. They would all get a chance to get it at a fair price. However, we don't look, live in a perfect world. We live in a world with these players uh, and uh, investing financial stuff is a blood sport. Just get in early. Just get in as early as you can if you believe in it. And if you don't, you're going to be paying more for it later because uh, this is going to cause the price of Bitcoin is going to cause that number to go up. And your time is probably somewhat limited to be able to get in uh, at this at this price level for Bitcoin. Uh, so just keep that in mind and uh, stack sats cheaply while you can. I'll probably be stacking sats throughout my whole life. I'll probably never stop buying. However, it is nice to grab them at this price point. Uh, let's see what else we got. Tether, this is the last article of the day. How are we doing for time here? Yeah, we're going. This is a long podcast, but that's okay here. Tether hires new auditor BDO Italia for a monthly USDT reserve. So a lot of the problem with Tether, Tether a lot of people, why, why people like USDC over Tether. And Tether, I think uh, USDT actually sees this little weakness in USDC. I'm going to like mix up these... Um, these acronyms as I go back and forth between them. However, I think they see this weakness after USDC blocked tornado cash linked accounts. I think USDT sees a little chink in the armor of USDC and they are getting audited here uh, and to bring some confidence back to Tether. Tether is still the most widely used. They just lack confidence. They are still the most widely used or the easiest to trade, especially on those non-KYC exchanges like KuCoin and things like that. Leading uh, leading stablecoin user Tether's hired accountant from BDO Italia to replace Cayman Islands firm MHA Cayman in overseeing its attestation reports for USDT reserves. The USDT issuer set up plans set up plans to release its attestation report every month replacing the previous quarterly monthly arrangements. So this is good news. If you like Tether, if you have a bunch of powder sitting on the sidelines in Tether ready for some kind of dip to jump into the market. It's good news for you. Uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. See you guys on Monday. I will. There will not be a podcast Saturday and Sunday unless something crazy happens that I need to report on. So have a great weekend. I'll see you guys on Monday. If you want to support the show, dig into the show notes. You can purchase a Ledger device through the links in the description and 10% of that proceeds will go to support uh, the show at no extra cost to you as well as we have a couple tiers you can sign up for for Patreon, three bucks a month, 10 bucks a month. Uh, and if you're interested in that, dig into the show notes like we said. But the best way to support the show is to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. That's that's what helps us grow. Uh, over everything else, uh, that's what helps us grow and reach a wider audience. Uh, so yeah, I'll see you guys on Monday. Bye for now. That piece of this project, I hope that comes back to bite them because uh, I don't want to see all NFT projects doing this. It in the in this particular case, if the wallet of Combat Crate buyer is on the OFAC list, then that user was able to mint the crate, but unaware to reveal the NFTs post mint. Of course, any affected user would likely be able to circumvent the check by transferring the NFT to another wallet to reveal it. Reveal it. Yeah, okay. Uh, gross. This is by Jason DeLong, CTO of NFT Lending Protocol. Astarian and former CTO of SushiSwap told the Defiant, fastest way to kill a business. Could not agree more. I can see that the sort of thing becomes more prevalent, uh, particularly from a doxed U.S. team. Sanctions have been a hot topic over discussion. Yeah. We've talked about them a lot in the podcast. Um, so last story of the day. We are going long here. This is something from Rel Paul. During an interview, we'll talk about a crypto market cap could burst to 
$200 trillion amid largest wealth accumulation in history, macro guru Raul Paul says. Former Golden Sands executive Raul Paul says an explosion of the crypto market cap by 200 times in the next decade is within the realm of possibility in the new interview on the next 10 years, last next decade, he's saying this, 200x. In a new interview with crypto analysis, Scott Melker, uh, the macro guru says that we could witness an unprecedented accumulation of wealth in the next 10 years. What I, what I do know is if I just ex, expo, extrapolate the network adoption effects, the number of users and where the numbers of users are going and assume it's going to go somewhere between 4 and $5 billion in the next 10 years or so, that would be central bank digital currencies enabling it. Yeah, all, all ticketing, a whole bunch of stuff going that way. The market cap of the space goes from $1 trillion to $200 trillion. He's talking about including the uh, market cap of CBDCs and that as well. And yeah, of course, because uh, you'd have these governments with their market cap in the crypto space. People don't realize the world has never seen an accumulation of wealth like that in history. Uh, however, this hasn't happened yet, so keep that in mind. And Raupol has been wrong at times. He's also... Said Ethereum would be worth 40000 bucks by, I think it was spring 2020. So uh, do your own research. Trust your gut feeling. However, some of these guys that have been around a long, a long time, uh, it's interesting to get their perspective on things. And that is going to wrap up today's show. We've gone over time, which is okay because we talked about some good stuff here. Um, yeah, so thanks for supporting the show. If you want to actually support us, you can do that through Patreon. Uh, also, you can buy a ledger from the link in the description. And the most important thing you can do uh, to support the show is you can give us a subscribe and a review on your favorite podcast listening platform. That's going to be it for today. I will see you guys tomorrow and bye for now.